Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Mobile hunters, are you looking to make the move to saddle hunting this year? Or maybe you just want to add a few new pieces of gear or upgrade your current saddle gear. If that's the case, then head over to tetherednation.com where they've got all mobile hunters covered. Whether you're new to saddle hunting or an old timer, Tethered is your one-stop saddle shop. From saddles to ropes, sticks, ascenders, whatever it is you need, they have you covered. I've personally been using their gear for the past three seasons. Now, my base setup consists of the Phantom Saddle and the Predator Platform. And if you're wondering why, I've chosen to use their gear above all else. Here's the cliff notes. They're innovative and pushing the mobile hunting forward overall. They cut no corners and prioritize the safety and performance of their gear. They care about the community that they've created and their gear allows me to hunt free. And above all else, I like to support good people doing good work. If you're interested in upping your mobile hunting game, then head to tetherednation.com. This podcast is brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. For those of you that don't know, Skull Brew Coffee Company is a business that my wife and I started to give back more to conservation. We donate a portion of our profits back to conservation organizations and are 2% for conservation certified. Since Earth Day is coming up soon, we thought we'd go ahead and kick off the celebration with a store-wide 10% discount. This includes all of our single-origin coffee, single-pack pour-overs for hunting, camping, and travel, and all of our merch. Visit SkullBrewCoffee.com and use the promo code TRUTH at checkout and get your savings, and let's support conservation together one cup at a time. Welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 226. Today, I'm out on a scouting trip to a new piece of public with my buddy Aaron Hepler, and we're coming to you on location in a DIY travel trailer. So stay tuned. What is up, everyone? Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are feeling fine on what I think is this the 21st day of April that you guys are listening to this. I think 
We got the uh, the Earth Day celebration, which is right around the corner. Earth, uh, April's kind of just kind of turned into Earth Month, which is April's kind of a cool month where, you know, the weather starts to change a little bit. You get to be able to be outside. You get some abnormally warm days. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I do enjoy, as much as I enjoy um, fall, I equally kind of enjoy spring because I kind of, I, I dig that kind of cool temperatures before you get to summer. But it seems like we're getting less and less of the spring and just more of like, hey, it's winter and now, bam. It's 70 degrees, which we had a little bit of that a couple of weeks ago. But the weather seems to be kind of acting normal uh, to a degree. The green is popping. Was out scouting a little bit this past weekend. Uh, the podcast forthcoming with my buddy Greg Litzinger. Uh, he and I were out doing some doing some scouting together and got together and did a podcast. Uh, but not going to belabor this up front here. We're going to just kind of jump into, uh, into the session today. Um, and what we have really going on is... You know, I've talked at, at length at, at to degree about going north and trying to find some bigger timber to uh, scout. And I, you know, took did one mission where I went north to to the into the Poconos in that general area and did some scouting and uh, had you know what I would kind of call limited success. And so I was planning to make a second trip. And my buddy Aaron Hepler, who you guys have heard on the show in the past, uh, we don't live too far from one another, which was cool that we got to connect. We met through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Tony Peterson. It's kind of how we were uh, connected. And uh, he's always down to kind of explore and scout some new areas. And he had interest in some of those places just in general as well. And so, you know, I always say whenever you go to scout, if you can scout with a buddy, not only does it make it a, you know, a little bit more enjoyable to have someone to kind of break up some of the monotony, especially when you're not finding stuff. But also it's good just to kind of be able to bounce ideas off of each other, especially when you're in a new area. Um, it was new to both of us. So we were kind of able to look at things and, you know, think about it. And I would give my perspective. He would give his, his perspective and we'd kind of make a plan and kind of, you know, go about the day that way, which made it really enjoyable. And so we took the travel trailer and uh, headed headed up north again and uh, camped out over over a weekend and did some scouting and found some, you know, what I would say is uh more success than we had the last time. And that's really what Aaron and I do in this session is we break down the scouting, the scouting trip and what we found and what we kind of think is, is happening. So we will jump into that in one second before I uh, jump into the podcast, just a quick reminder that if you are, if you dig coffee and you want to try skull brew coffee, or if you've tried it in the past and want to get some more at a discount, you can do that right now with the promo code truth. You can head over to skullbrewcoffee.com, use the promo code truth at checkout and you will get yourself some savings on some killer coffee that's on all the roasts that we have the the light medium and dark roast that we have it's also on the backcountry single pour over packs that we have that you can use to hunt camp scout travel to in-laws that have shitty coffee whatever the case is and then we have some merch there as well so be sure to head to skullbrewcoffee.com and check that out so with that we'll jump into today's podcast and as always thank you all for listening all right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Truth from the Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. We are coming to you not really live because it's obviously pre-recorded, but we are live in the camper um, out on some public land in PA. It's a little bit of a jaunt from the home, so spending a weekend out here, you guys have heard me talking about hunting the north, the northern part of PA, and uh, so that's what I'm out doing this weekend, but I've got a buddy with me. I've got a, I got a camp buddy. To uh, share the, uh, the 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 rustic charm, <laughs> the rustic charm of the purple camper, purple camper. Yeah, that voice, the 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 dulcet tones you hear on the other mic is none other than uh, Aaron Hepper. What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. Ready to do it. Nice. Well, hey, thanks for first off, man. Thanks for coming out and just being part of the party, dude. You know, it always makes it nice whenever you got a 
you know, I don't mind scouting on my own, you know, and I'm happy to do it. And I do plenty of it just like I know you do too. But, yep. you know, I get a chance to go out with Chad once in a while when we scout some places we're going to hunt together and stuff like that. Once in a while with my buddy Wilson, but usually we don't get to scout too often, but it just makes it nicer like to be yeah, able to, absolutely. you know, to bounce ideas off of people and stuff like that. So you're not just kind of stuck in your own, in your own head, you know? So yeah, we had some good ideas today. Yeah. Hopefully some of them end up in deer getting killed at some point, but That'd be a good thing. That would be a good thing, man. Uh, but no, I do appreciate you coming out here, man. Cause it always makes it the day go better. Right. Cause you kind of hit that part of the day after you've just been walking, especially if you're not seeing stuff for sure. You know, where you're just like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go back to camp. Yep. You know, when you got a buddy, you're like, I can't be the one to wuss out <laughs> <laughs> unless you get a bum knee like me. And well, then, you know, you know, and then, so I'm, I won't, I won't call you out for it. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. You know? Um, but no, we had a good, a good session today. You guys heard me kind of talk about being in the North uh, Northern PA scouting a couple weeks ago, I came back to a similar area had looked on the, uh, on the map. And it was funny. Cause when you and I were talking about coming up here, we were debating where we were going to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had this one spot marked cause we went and kind of tried to find like topo and cuts and stuff like that. We wanted to focus on that. And man, I, you know, being here, we were talking about this earlier. It's just, there's so much land here. Yeah. It's to, huge. Yeah. To cover where if you try to look at it holistically and like, think you're going to jump from place to place to place. Well, we spent 45 minutes just driving to a new place down the road today. Yeah. And it wasn't even that. I mean, when you look on the map, you're like, oh, that's just around the corner. Yeah. You know, but no, it's a 45 minute drive. Dirt yeah. roads. Yeah. And so, you know, really, and we talked about this a little bit today where I was like, thinking about it when we were getting ready to come here kind of took a page out of Johnny Stewart's book, you know, cause I know one of the things that he talked about, you know, and I've never, I've only ever done one podcast with him, but I've had the chance to chat with him. Otherwise I know he focuses on like a specific area. Cause he literally said, if I don't, I'll drive myself crazy trying to think like, Oh, there could be a big deer here. There could be a big deer here. And so I was thinking of that conversation when we started thinking about when we were going to come back here and, and scout, and so we picked a chunk that was about 1,800 acres, you know, that had a lot of good stuff that we thought that we thought would be good. Um, and we were both just like, let's focus on this. And then if we get done, we'll jump to another spot that I wanted to, wanted to hang a camera that I checked out the last time. And I feel like it paid dividends today. I feel like we got, uh, f I think we made progress. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we found some, found some good stuff, especially compared to when you're talking about the last time you were out here and having a really hard time in the beginning. Yeah, definitely found some, some positive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, for anyone out there listening that didn't hear, you know, kind of what I got into in the last kind of round here, it's just, it's just so it's big and vast. And, you know, you get into some areas where there's just not a lot of topography change that are going to move and funnel deer or move deer or whatever. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff you would rely on in other places, which is like, you know, some of the conversations I've had with like Todd Mead or Hal Blood or whatever, like a lot of that stuff was ringing true as I kind of thought back on the previous scout. Um, and it's just, you get into these areas where you just don't think deer possibly could possibly live. Yeah. You know, um, but today we, we, we doubled down on some, <clears throat> some different areas that we thought would be, that, that we thought could be productive. And I think what we're going to do during this session, we're just going to kind of go through each chunk that we went to and, kind of talk about 
you know, what we found, what we had seen, some of the things that were perplexing us <laughs> as we're sitting here, you know, thinking about it. And as we kind of talked about it, as we were, as we were scouting things that maybe made sense, maybe didn't make sense. Um, just kind of bring you guys along for the ride. So, you know, the, let's, let's jump into like the first cut. So that on that point, when we first kind of got to the top. Of the yeah. Mountain. I mean, the first cut was pretty awesome. It was basically as soon as we got off the road, we were into it mm-hmm. and those kinds of, those kinds of things, as soon as you find cool cover like that gives you a good feeling about the place you're on. Um, and pretty much as soon as we got over the top of it, we found beds right away. We yeah. weren't really, there were no rubs in them or anything. Weren't really sure. But well, we, we found one like right there before yeah. we left it, we found one and it wasn't like it was a hammer, but it yeah. was like, you know, proof of life. Shall we yeah. say? And well, I mean the first, you found the first one and then I found that, that other one where we're like, Oh, this big bed, a lot of hair in it. Yep. You know, it's, it's big would be in a place that makes sense. Cause it's tucked in the thick a little bit with a little open in front of it. Um, you know, open up into the, the hardwoods, but, um, Overall, definitely a sign of life. Lots of lots of other sign in there, but really no buck sign in that cut. Yeah, in that cut. And it was kind of, which wasn't, it was a little surprising, but not entirely surprising. That's yeah. kind of like a stupid way to make that statement, yeah. right? Because I'm like, it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. But what I'm, I think what we mean by that was we weren't far off the road. Yeah, it was you tucked know, in between two. It was yeah, it was tucked in between two roads. So it wasn't you know I don't think there's a ton of pressure in this general area. We didn't see a lick of human sign. No, nope. like in, to speak of in the in the woods until we got close to that private land. Yeah, and and that stand that was there, you and I both agreed. Like yeah, looked pretty new. Probably yeah. that private landowner because we were easy access from yeah, there. Exactly, and it was the biggest point he had available to him from that. It would be the terrain feature if I were gun hunting and I were him. Yeah. You know, it was definitely a gun stand. Yeah, I mean, you stand. could see that whole flat that was his property, the basically his whole property. Exactly. Yeah. So that first cut, you know, what I mean by it was surprising, but not. It's like it wasn't surprising because, well, you know, it was close to roads, right? Tons of scat, tons of just like traffic sign. Yep. You know, um, and there were just a pile of beds that made you think it was doe bedding, right? Yep. And at first, when we first found those that first set of beds, we thought it might've been buck bedding just because it was kind of tucked on like the lip, yep. of, you know, like if you did the classic one third, it wasn't like this ridge was super steep, but if it was, it was just over the military crest where you would yeah. kind of, where expect, you think, expect it to be. expect a buck bed to be. Yeah. Um, but as we started kind of looking around, we were finding more and more beds and we kind of realized, all right, this is like doe bedding kind of central. Right, it was a lot of beds. Oh, it was just like it, <laughs> every, it, yeah, steps. it was ridiculous. Um, and, uh, but we were surprised that we didn't find rubs in there at least like, yeah. like an area that was just kind of tore up and it yeah. was, there were a few little pockets in there and this was kind of the theme of the day where there were a few pockets where you would, you would walk up on it and you would find doe bedding, you know, and you'd see the scat, the sign, the doe beds, like, you know, a bunch of them. And you would be like, look, it's just a matter of time until you run up on like an area that's just tore up with rubs yep. or an area that's just tore up with scrapes. And I mean, all you guys out there listening know, like you see them, like when you walk and you're like, you see like that lone cedar tree somewhere, right. Yeah. It's like sticking out like a sore thumb. It's going to have a rub on it. Going to have a rub on it. Or you see like these, you know, gnarly kind of, you know, multi trunk kind of trees or whatever, you know, you look at it and you're like, Oh, great place to, for a rub and great place for, like with a bunch of licking branches, like there should yep. be scrapes. Right. And this spot just didn't have them, you yep. know? And, and it was, that was the part that was surprising. The, you know, the part that 
wasn't surprising. It was like, we found all those dope. It's like, okay, this, this the bucks aren't living here necessarily. Right. But totally was expecting to find rut sign in there. And it was just nothing. It was, and it was a beautiful kind of setup. Cause as you come off of that point, off that cut into the hardwoods, it just opens up into like a big Oak flat. Yeah. Essentially. And so you would expect very open Oak flat. Yeah. Yeah. And we could see how they were kind of getting in and out. Like there was yeah. a, you know, there was, there were trails throughout it, but like there was a clear definitive one that yeah. kind of, that came from the Oaks directly through the center of that yeah. cut. Straight up, straight up to the, the next one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, overall, you know, I feel like that place would be, I think it would be decent to hunt if you got on that. I think we both kind of talked about if you got on that back edge where the hardwood met the cut, yep. you know, deer are moving in and out of there. Um, would maybe even fall, maybe even get into like the center of it where there was like, I think there was that one tree you could possibly get into because it's clear that they're kind of making their way to the center of that and there's just tons of bedding around it. Might right. even be a possibility. But there's a couple of decent setups there, but I think we both kind of left it going. I feel like there's probably something better. Yeah. You know, because it was just Agreed. lots of traffic. May not see a buck, maybe, maybe get dark deered on a buck, but there wasn't any buck signs saying that they're spending enough time there. Right. To get super excited. Would you agree with that or? Yeah, totally. And I mean, maybe you get lucky on a mid November or something, something running right. through there, but that's probably what it's going to be doing. It's not, it's not going to be just, it's not going to be looking in there. It's going to be chasing through there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to have a purpose for yeah. going there. It's not going to just happen to pass by on a whim. Yeah. You know? And that one was probably like a little less as far as, as far as trees go, if you were going to hunt inside the cut, I think that one probably had less seed trees in it. Yeah. Like there were no, like, you know, a lot of clear cuts have those classic like island of trees right in the middle to of To replenish. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. These were kind of spread out and yeah, not like a whole lot to choose from in that one. No, that's why whenever we walked, well, when I walked down through the middle of that and was kind of following that one trail and there was like one lone tree there and I was yeah. like this, because it was kind of in the center of the yeah, cut, you know? Right. I was like, if you were going to hunt the cut itself, yeah, that would be probably the tree that I would get into. But yeah. you're, you know, you would never... I don't want to say never, but I wouldn't probably try to hunt it with a stand only because you're going to be hung out to dry. Cause yeah, I mean, you don't have a lot of no cover yeah. in there with a saddle. Maybe you get away with it by being able to hide behind a tree. Yeah. Cause they're only going to come from one direction. They're just because of where you are at toward the point and where the road is at. Yeah. Like they're really only going to come from like the, we'll call it the North side, you yeah. know? And so as long as you're on the South side of the tree, yep. like you should be okay. Yep. You know, um, not going to get away with a lot of movement, but yeah, yeah. you know, it'd be worth a flyer. But so that was kind of cut number, cut number one, which, you know, was, I think when we left that, we were like, okay. Yeah. Least, we were encouraged. Cause I mean, it's really good cover and there's a lot of good food and there was, you know, like I said, we found, we found beds. So we're like, Oh, we get to the next one. Maybe we'll find the. Yeah. And I was way more encouraged versus what I had seen the previous scout that I did. Right. I was like, okay. Yeah, you immediately said as soon as we walked into it, oh, this is way better than last time already. Yeah, oh yeah, we didn't even get in it. It was like yeah. we were walking the access, the old logging road up or whatever, and it was just like I could tell immediately. I was like, yep, this is real deer habitat. Yeah. Like this is where you could actually see deer living. Right. You know. So, all right, so we'll move on to cut number two. And that'll kind of be the theme, guys, is like, you know, we kind of cut jumped today for the, mo- for the most part. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, you know, this place is big and when you get in between these cuts, you're going to like, we, you run into one or two things in this area 
um, at least what I've experienced so far. And, and also what we've seen, cause we did some driving today. Like yeah. once we kind of got some stuff done, we wanted to get done. We drove to some newer other areas. We wanted to kind of quickly check out and scope to see if it was even worth jumping in. Yep. And so we got to see a fair amount just by driving and, you know, you'll get these pockets of, of cuts and, and yep. dense foliage. And then you'll get maybe some like Oak, you know, like Oak forest that butts yeah. up against it, but it's pretty open, unbroken and open. Yeah. And then you get like a, a conifer, evergreen, yep. pine tree, some sort of all those back. bottoms, like all the creek bottoms were all yeah non brush, nothing, no underbrush, all conifer like that. Yeah, and so the hard part was was that you know the in between, mm-hmm. right? Because there was no like there were really hard lines, and you expect you know in the classic sense like where there's those hard transition lines, you would expect like that would be where the traffic was. Yeah, but we just weren't really seeing that yep. necessarily. Um. And, you know, and we'll get to the second cut and then we'll start talking about deer density spread out, stuff like that, because there were a few theories we were kind of batting around. Um, But so the second cut, so the second cut was basically, you know, just north. We'll just call it north because I don't remember exactly what direction it is, but. um, Yeah, that one's north. Is it north? Mm -hmm. You go straight north across this oak flat, essentially, or, you know, know, oak forest and you hit essentially some, some elevation you got to get up, you got to get up over and it's not a super steep climb, but it's a little bit of a climb and you kind of get up on top there and that whole thing is clear cut. And that was, that was a really good, a really good cut. Like that was was sizable. Yeah. You know, yeah, that one was probably double the size of the first one. Yeah. Easy. Mm -hmm. And there was a saddle at the very end and then a cut, another cut across that saddle. It was between the saddle was between the cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Which we didn't get to that second one because we found some other stuff that we ended off on a voyage in that second that cut across the saddle looked exactly like the one that we were, we were in, you know? Yeah. So this, this second cut was, uh, I think what was cool is as soon as we decided which side to start on, you know, we hit that edge of, there was that laurel that was underneath of it that you kind of ended up following contour lines below Mm -hmm. that laurel. Yeah. Um, but you know, and we'll, we'll talk more about that, but I think we both ended up going just along the edge of it and, both found good hard trails, like a ring trail around a classic ring trail around yep. a clear cut. And you found the one below the laurel. Yep. Um, but again, this cut was the second cut was by far the best thing that we found probably as far as like food and where, where maybe more density was. Yeah. It was just, it was bigger. Um, you could clearly see, in areas where there was clear like trail systems that yeah. they were using within there again, similar to the first cut tons of scat. Yep. You know, deer sign everywhere or, you know, you can tell deer are living there. Yep. You know, um, lots of beds yep. again, again, you know, every 10 steps. Yeah. It was like a doe bed here, a doe bed there. So, I mean, they're literally living in there, you know, and for good reason, because I mean, you can get lost in a second. I mean, you're completely covered up in that stuff. Um, and there's plenty of browse and food in there. I guess we should mention that we started noticing, oh, this is, they burned it too. Oh yeah. I totally forgot about that. That yeah. was, yeah. Cause we, I mean, we could tell that it was burnt, but we were trying to figure out how recent it was. Yeah. Well, by the time we got in there and there's bare dirt, I mean, there's still, there's still like growth from this past year. So it's probably, you know, we'll have to, a look, season I'll have to look at the map and see if we can find a burn there. But right. um, it was definitely, definitely burned within two years i mean our pants were black after coming out of that oh yeah filthy yeah you know um and so that was kind of interesting because it made me pause at least 
me, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but I kind of paused for a minute. It was like, this looks real good right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably going to be slamming this fall. Yeah. You know, um, because the thing was all that new growth. Yeah. Just a ton of green. It'll be a ton of green growth in there. Cause right mm-hmm. now it's a lot of like red briar and, yeah. and stuff like that. I don't see, didn't see a whole lot of green briar necessarily. No, in there. it was mostly red mixed with all that fern and stuff. Yeah. And, and we know that they'll eat those ferns. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so there's just going to be a gang of food yeah. in that, in that general area. Um, which is great. Can also make it a challenge to hunt because yeah. trying to get into the middle of something like that, like, Again, like you're going to probably have to hunt most of that stuff on the edges, yeah. you know, cause it's just it's crispy. It, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's crispy. <laughs> you're not going to get in there without making, making a pile of noise, yeah. you know, um, maybe if you went in and maybe, you know, bushwhacked your way through like a little sliver of it to get into like an open spot or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there was that one log, there was that like small old logging road that kind of went through the middle of it mm-hmm. that we ended up. We'll, we'll probably talk about it at the end, but ended up backtracking through, yeah, through the middle of that. Yeah, maybe you could get on that, but I didn't. I don't think that came out to the end. Or it anything. didn't. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like you, like there's no ease of access to get into the middle of that to try to hunt right. it. Like you would have to create your access, right, to get in there. Um, whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And except you could maybe, if you followed, if you came up, kind of where the ring so the ring that kind of goes around the cut and mm-hmm. then the one that kind of goes down a little further on the contour line mm-hmm. if you came up perpendicular to those you could probably find a spot to pop in yeah. and get in off the edge where that meets the heart where it meets the laurel right because it was almost just like a little triangle of laurel you could probably get in where everything meets right there yeah and you could probably push in just a little bit there but like there's not really a way for you to get into the center of it and right. hunt it like that's pretty much an Im- yeah that's gonna not happen yeah unless you went in and camped just stayed in your tree all night and Maybe. waited for the next morning yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, did, and did that um but then you know so we we were scoping that out it looked killer we were both pretty stoked on it and then old eagle eye over here yeah. <laughs> stumbles across a shed i did you know nothing nothing huge but oh it was a monster it's yeah it's a monster that monster <laughs> monster six-pointer yeah greg would be excited greg Litzinger would be excited he loves yeah. big sixes well it wasn't big but it was a six so it's like maybe he'd be kind of excited about it you know it's the biggest one we found yeah, so. big, yeah exactly but yeah put it in perspective yeah exactly yeah, exactly um yeah eagle eye aaron uh found a shed his spidey senses went off and it was literally like i think there could be a shed in here and yeah i totally did because i i had just said oh there's a bed and i kind of did one of those like hmm Looked around, saw the shed, and I called it out, took some pictures. And as soon as you walked up, oh. I'm like, shed. <laughs> There's another one. Yeah, that was right buried. in that like, stump stump hole or something. Yeah, I mean, it was, and the funny thing was, I mean, it wasn't from this year. It was an old shed. The yeah. one you found was probably from this year. Probably, right? yeah. 
It was bleached pretty good, but it looked like it. But there's no yeah. tangy trees no. or anything there, you know, so. And it's not like got that worn feeling to it, you know. It's yeah. Like got the sheen on it yet or whatever. Right. It's got that good, good still on it. That good, yeah. good shed, shed yeah. feel. Uh, but like, yeah, so I found this shed that was, oh, that thing was at least two years old. Probably. You know? um, and, uh, but it looked like it was the left, because you found the left side yeah. of that buck. And I found a left side. So right. it almost looked like that same buck yeah. dropped his antlers in the same spot in yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. Because it was the same frame. So there's a, just a little bigger. The one the one you found was a little bigger. Yeah. So there's like a four-year-old, 100 and, not 100. 85-inch. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like this is a 70-inch six-point running around in there somewhere. Yeah. You know? So, but but that, I mean, when we found those sheds, that was really kind of... You know, um, that was the confirmed first buck sign that we found. Yeah. For like, oh, there was a buck in this area once. And it was interesting. I mean, well, first I got excited, right? Cause I was like, all right, cool. Finally. Like, okay. Yeah. Found antlers. That's a good, that's a good day just in general. Like yeah. when that happens. But the fact that we're finding them in an areas where we're finding like that we're in what we presume to be really good habitat. Yeah. You know, it was like, Cool this should get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even when we find any more antlers, like we're feel like we're in the right spot. I definitely right. felt like I was in much more the right spot than I was a couple well, of weeks the previous ago. Time, yeah. yeah. So we keep kind of trucking on and, you know, found some pretty defined trails and stuff like that. But again, similar to the first cut, we were like not finding scrapes. Yep. We would find some historical rubs and maybe some small rubs here and there. But there just wasn't anything that was jumping out, like as much as like doe sign as we were yeah. seeing. And again, it it could be slamming last week of October, first week of November, Which whatever. Is, I'm sure when that probably heats up. Yeah, but you would still think that there's some type of sign laid down somewhere. Yeah, all those little saplings in there should be shredded. Yeah, should yeah exactly, and just nothing. Like yeah. just some real small stuff here and there, like once in a great while and nothing. No scrapes on the logging road. Yeah. I mean, we walked some logging roads just like knowing that those are probably made at night. Yeah. You know, and so it wasn't like we were thinking, oh, we'll find scrapes on a logging road. It'll be just a great place to, to set up. Just trying to understand the sign. Yeah. Just trying to figure out like where are they laying it down? Yeah. You know, and then from there, can we backtrack where they might come from? Yeah. Like start looking at terrain. Where's the habitat? Like that's like, okay, let's track this way to see if they're using this or whatever yeah. the case is. Like there was none of that. Yeah. And it was starting to get a little perplexing at that point because, you know, two cuts like anywhere else I would hunt, if I walk through cuts like that, oh, there's sign everywhere. I would find I would find some sign. Mm-hmm. I might not find hammer sign. Yeah. Right. But I would find something that says like, hey, this might be worth throwing a hunt at. Yeah. I think that would be worth throwing a hunt at just based off the the premise that there's so much just doe activity in that yeah, general area. and there's no you know with the connecting cuts like that and so much i mean there i mean out of those between those two cuts there were probably 30 beds yeah easily yeah i mean every we were finding them all over the place yeah so like i don't think deer density is the, the problem like no, i don't think there's a deer density here cuts cut areas and we saw deer later when we were driving around yeah so it's not like well and i saw some this morning on the way in yeah too. So it's not like some of the big woods places I've hunt, I've hunted in the past that literally have low deer density. I don't think that's the case. Like Pennsylvania by and large doesn't have a deer density problem. I think in a lot of cases we probably have 
more deer than we, yeah. yeah. So I don't think that that's the issue here. And what we started kind of talking about a little bit is just, you know, one of the things, you know, and Chad and I've talked about this with some of the places that we hunt is just like the lack of structure. Yeah. Right. And that areas that are really vast and there's not a lot of structure and they just kind of move nomadically mm-hmm. and there's not a theme necessarily. Right. And maybe does are more themed, you know, yeah. like maybe they are living in these cuts and they don't really move from them potentially. Right. Cause they got the food until the cut grows out and it's not worth being there anymore right. or whatever. Like, sure. You know, but it feels like they're spending a ridiculous amount of time in there. Yeah. And we still couldn't quite pinpoint like bucks have to show up at some point. Cause there's those there. Right. We can't pinpoint where. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense if they are here, that they're not laying down any sign ever or anything significant. Right. Yeah. Especially like not even around the edges of it. I mean, they just, yeah, just wasn't, weren't in those cuts. And that's why I was walking around the edges. Cause I was like, you know what? If nothing else, let me just walk the edge and see if I just find something and right. then we can maybe directionally get, kind of get a bearing on like what direction we might want to head. We right. find a rub line, even if it's not a big rub line, a rub line, you know, yeah. or something. And it just wasn't happening. So, you know, at that point we were still feeling good. Cause we were like, there's a lot of deer sign in general. We found some sheds. Yep. Like we know there's deer here. So let's just move on to the next, to the next episode, so to yep. speak. And so we skipped headed, heading over to the cut that was across the, across the draw. And the reason being was that it, it laid out when you looked on the map, it laid out very similarly to, similarly yeah, to what we had just walked same through. As the first. About the same size, about the same everything. I mean, would it be worth going and walking through? Yes. I think at some point I would like to make a walk through it. Yeah. But I knew I could already st- in in my head, I knew what it looked like. Yeah, it's just more of the same. Yeah. And so there were a couple other places we wanted to get to in this general area that were a bit of a hike. Yeah. You know, and um, one was a cut. One was like a a nice kind of, you know, oak forest. We wanted to see what it looked like and and stuff like that. And so we decided to kind of, you know, go, you know, through that saddle, which was an old logging road that was through that and kind of head down to like these other cuts that were kind of below the ridge that we were just on that had the cut. Right. Yeah. And so it was almost like a stepped cut kind yeah, of Yeah, it was thing. a secondary ridge system, I would say, down yeah. when we got down there, too. Yeah. And so we started walking, you know, first we got into that that cut a little bit and didn't find a whole lot of sign along the edge of it. Um, and we kind of came up up out of, you know... We dropped down to that logging road on that. Yeah, dropped down to that yeah. logging road and kind of walked that out. And then we got to the place where we kind of needed to make a decision where we were either going to, like, dive in further and start not backtracking, but going, you know, I don't even know what direction that would be. Like, we'll just call it East, Yeah, you know, back toward that private corner. Yeah. Right. Because it looked like there was some water down there. And if you got down to the lucky areas. Yeah. And so we thought maybe if we get to some flat land, maybe we can find some swamps. Yeah. Maybe some bottom, bottom sign. Yeah. And knowing that, look, a lot of that's probably made at night or, or it holds there because it's wet, but at least, you know, it, again, well, we did think we'd be able to backtrack from it if we could find it down there. Exactly. It's trying to get some directional information to yeah. kind of point us in a direction. And so, but what we decided to do first is like we were looking and we could kind of see like, hey, this gets thicker up here. Yeah. Let's go check that out. And so we started walking up and I'm just looking over the edge. Like we're walking on a log and I'm just looking over the edge as we're looking to get into the thicker stuff. Yeah. And I'm just looking over the edge, checking out whatever's below me and 20 yards off the road. I'm like, hey, there's a, is that a scrape? Yep. And it wasn't like 
a huge scrape, but it just like, it was a different color of dirt. Yeah. You know? So we walked down to it. It's like, sure enough, scrape. Yeah. It's like, Hey, first sign of life. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's another one. Yeah. Three all in a row. Yeah. Three right there. Licking branches yep. in, in the oddest place. Yeah. You know, like when I looked around and I'm like, and I looked at the map and I'm like, why would they put a, why would there be a scrape? Why would not just one? Yeah, but three. But three, right? And they looked like they were pretty hit pretty good too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I guess we'll bring this up now and we'll get back to the scrapes here in a second. But, you know, what we kind of noticed, you know, at the end of the day, and even as like I think at this point is when we really kind of started kind of like, all right, we may need to recalibrate what our expectation is for like sign in this area. Right. And we were kind of alluding to it earlier when we were said doe density or deer density that right. There's not a density problem. Right. Not a density problem. Right. It's a how much room they got problem. It's a concentration problem. Yeah. Right. It's like they have so much, so many places to go and yep. so many different ways to get there because there's not a lot of structure pushing them in any one direction that it just felt like the sign was that we did find was super spread out. Right. And not super, um, I don't want to say impressive, but like, you know, it's not something where you, you know, we didn't walk into like a primary scrape area where there's like 10 scrapes, yeah, like yeah, trees, like, I'm hanging a tree stand there. Yeah, exactly. Like you just didn't, you just didn't see that. And yeah. so that those three scrapes in a row might've been the best you were going to get. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, at that moment, I think is when we started thinking like, all right, you know, we may not find that like rub that's like the trees destroyed. looks like it was hit with a cheese grater. Right. You know, and a pile of shavings below on the ground. Like, right you know, we might just be finding things that are roughed up or whatever, you know, and, um, multiple deer probably didn't hit it. Yeah. It was probably made by a single deer. Like most of the rubs we saw today, I would venture a guess that a lot of them were probably made by a single deer. They had to have been. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, they were all in the general, same general vicinity, same it was pockets. I mean, it would make sense of where that deer was traveling to connect all those together. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up walking. Once we found those scripts, we're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's check some more of this area out. Right. Cause it's like, at least, at least we found some scrapes. And so we ended up looking at the map and it was like, there was that secondary ridge system. It was, there was a cut. Right. And then it kind of went into this, this bench. And then there was like another a bench kind of below it. Yeah. And that was one thing that I learned, you know, hunting with Chad a lot, you know, or hunting big woods with him in general is that, you know, those are going to use the tops and you'll catch some cruising bucks. And unfortunately, a lot of those cuts were on the tops. Yep. Right. Um, which made sense. Not a lot of buck sign, a lot of doe sign. Yep. Right. So these benches kind of stood out to me because there were like cuts around them. And then yep. there were like these two bench systems that kind of ran parallel together. Now they would have yep. been a lot better if they connected into like another ridge. We thought they were going to where they were going to connect at the end of the ridge there. Yeah, exactly. So, so we walked that out. We ended up finding another scrape. I want to say we did find a scrape there and, uh, and, and a nice size bed. Yeah. Cause that was where you thought you, you, well, you said you saw a deer as soon as we got right. out of the bench. Yeah. I th- I, I saw a flash up. of brown yeah. take off, and I mean, I thought it was a deer. Could have not been, but then we eventually ended up after we got through that bench. You know, I'll just kind of jump forward, and then we'll get back to the benches. But 
it when we we backtrack to get back over toward that private line to get back in those oaks and what we ended up coming across was like actually we're where that deer blew out from because yeah. we could see it was wet there and we could see running hoof tracks all exactly recently tore up yeah and that trail was pretty defined because that was like um uh timber between those two that little small cut that was at the mm-hmm. end of that point and then that older cut that we had walked through when we got down to that bench yeah um and that was a pretty that was probably the the most defined trail that we found it could have been because it was muddy i guess but Right. I mean, it, it seemed like it made sense. And then we did finally find some rubs in there. That was, that was actually where the rubs the biggest, started picking up. Right. Where the biggest concentration of rubs were. Yeah. But they were all the same, same height, decent height. Yeah. Same height, same, same size trees. Tree. Yeah. yeah. And it was hit the same way. Like there wasn't like, um, it wasn't like one wasn't like cheese grater, you know, like right. shredded. It were all like relatively smooth, Yeah, you know, um, which doesn't mean anything, but it was just like, you could tell it was likely made by the same deer, Yep. you know? Um, and you didn't really see many rubs. Like we didn't find any signpost rubs. We found there was one that looked like it had been hit year over year over year. I forget exactly where that one was at, but it wasn't like it was a huge signpost rub. It just looked right. like an old historical rub that had been used year over, you know? Yeah. Maybe it was the version of a signpost around here. Maybe. I, I don't know, but it wasn't, it didn't catch my attention enough, I guess. And maybe that's, Maybe that's shame on me, <laughs> possibly. You maybe. Know? I mean, it was the best best rubs that we found, but yeah. I mean, maybe we just didn't hit the right pocket there. Yeah. But. So we essentially kind of walked that bench, you know, found that bed, found another scrape. And it was, that would be a place out of all the spots that we found so far that to that point in the day where I'd be like, I would throw, I would throw some hunts at. And truthfully, yeah. I probably should have thrown a camera in there, but maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. Also, the reality is, is that, is it, there's not like a, I guess there was a trail that was going through there that you might just get some movement back and forth. Cause it's, you know, it, it wasn't, I don't mind putting cameras on scrapes, even outside of like the rut and stuff like that. Cause I have a, I have a camera on a scrape right now that was hit last week. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's clearly the communication hub. Right. And I will leave cameras up all year mm-hmm. on places like that, you know, um, not, not because I'm going to gain a lot of intel in like April and May about what the deer I'm going to hunt are doing. Yeah. I just like to know that it continues to be the the central like nervous system of the communication right. center for the deer in those woods. Right. You know. Well, and you know, when we got down out of that cut, we followed those rubs along and got out of the cut. It kind of had those little, that little fold of like whatever those little uh, seepage ditches or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. And, you know, there really wasn't anything that crossed it i mean there was one trail that we found going across it mm-hmm. but it wasn't it didn't look like run really hard i mean it definitely something went over it at some point in time. yeah there and that bed was still was the best bed that we found and that yeah that was clearly a buck bed yeah, clearly there. it was big dirt down to the dirt hair in, hair it, in it big poop in it you know yeah and you could see you know the way the wind would work there, it's like his, the wind would be blowing essentially from the way he was laying, would be blowing essentially from his back, from the cut to him. Yep. Right. And then he's looking down all through the open hardwood there. That was like a mix of like hardwood and like some evergreen, like some conifer trees or whatever. Just yeah. really open where he could see a right. long, a long ways. Even whenever there's foliage on the trees, he'll still have a good, a good visual. Right. And his, his, you know, his backdrop was the clear cut. Yeah. So anything coming from below, he'd be right back in that. Anything 
I mean, nothing's yep. going to get through that clear cut without. No, I mean, I it was too crap, like rocks in there, and yeah, and it's just yeah. gnarly thing. It's like yeah. one of those type that sure deer are in it, but you look at it and you're like, you don't know how. They're only yeah, they're only going in there when they need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was an interesting bed, and like, and it, and that's the part where I was starting to get baffled because. You know, and maybe baffled is not the right word, like trying to figure it out, I guess maybe mm-hmm. it was a better way to put it. Because we're finding this sign sporadically. We're finding where clearly does are living. You would think there would be a rut sign there. There's nothing. No. And I mean, we only found five rubs and four scrapes at that point. Yeah. And then we make our way through these cuts and we actually start to hit, you know, we come out of, you know, the, the cuts where we start to find those concentrations of rubs along that. Yep. That defined trail where we think, you know, that we jumped that deer. Yeah. And then when we found that bed, it was like this series of rubs through like the most open timber. Yeah. On those little hemlocks or whatever they were. Yeah. Like to where you would never, I at least would never, like the only reason we were following that was because it was just. It was the only thing we could look at. That and it was like we were on the right contour line to kind of wrap around the point of that right. next kind of ridge system that we yep. were going to hit to go over to the, yep. over, over toward that back corner, yeah. you know, where the private, private landline was, line, you know? Yeah. And, and it, while we were following that contour line, it was like, Hey, there's a rub. Yeah. And then we, and it wasn't hey, like they were another, like one after yeah. another. No, every 50, 75 yards, maybe a hundred, maybe whatever it yeah. was. And you'd be like, Oh, Hey, there's another one. Yeah. You know? And it looked like it was all made by the same deer. Yeah. And then we ended up, it was like, Oh, Hey, look at this. There's a bed like yeah. down to the dirt. But you're like, when you, th- I looked at the map. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is like, what is over here? What is he going to like it? And it was just the weirdest thing. Cause right, I cause... would have never thought that you would find a buck bedded in that, in that spot. Right. Or that he would be traveling that rub line right. to that bed. And what else is odd about it, it's like, we were talking about this too earlier today, is there's no, even on the private land, there's no ag. Nothing. That, like, the closest ag to any of the borders of those game lands is 25 miles probably. Like, you, yeah. you just don't, like, like you said, there's some openings, but they're really all people's yards or, you know, giant yards of grass, nothing. Yeah. And it's not like they're even tremendously close to where we were finding the sign anyway. It's like they're still, you know. Miles and miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a hike to to get there. Not saying that a deer won't make that hike, but. Yeah. It's. I mean, they could do it quick and all that in the open stuff that we were finding. Right. Right. But in between there, it's like, you know, he could just jump into that cut, get some brambles and some brows or hit that oak, those oaks. Because there's, there's oak tree, there's oak forests here. When you get into those, you know, I don't even call them flats because they're not flats. They're just, they're just oak forests that had been planted however freaking long ago. Yeah. And acorns, I, I was still finding acorns that they could eat now yeah. that, aren't, that aren't rotted. Yeah. We picked a few up and yeah, checked them out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, they don't have to go. Yeah. And know. most of it's red oak too. So it's a perfect time for them to eat it now, you know? Yeah. White oaks were definitely harder to come by. Yeah. You not know, as many. Tons of reds, you know, and. I mean, they'll eat reds as after the whites are gone, Yeah, you know, but, um, but yeah, there was still a pile of them. And so like, they don't need to go to a, a crop field or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't think they have plenty, but was definitely getting a little confused by like where, 
you know, the beds, the buck beds was show were showing up and, and stuff right. like that, you know? Um, so we ended up making our way through that and again, a little confused, right? We were like, well, let's head over to this other, other section that Oak forest and that section over by the private was a bust, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we made the walk over there to yeah, see what it was. We always would have wondered, but there was nothing. I mean, we got up on that rocky point or whatever that was. I mean, there's all these giant boulders everywhere and there was yeah. that rocky point. We got up on that and glass down there and you could really see the whole thing without, yeah. and you could see 500 yards almost in there probably. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was not a, it's some of the most open timber I probably ever yeah, had walked through. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like, you, we could have played, we could have played catch in there with a baseball. We could have. Yeah. Yeah. It was that open. Um, that point, I think we stopped and grabbed a little bit of lunch, took yep. a break. Um, and then the plan at that point was we wanted to backtrack to that bed and then walk that cut because that cut that bed was on the bottom of was the cut that we jumped into after we came through the saddle yep. and we wanted to check that out. Um, and then the cool thing, like that thing was so grown over and thick, like we couldn't walk through it. But when we looked on the map, we could see that there were a couple like whether, the, you know, some of them, like there were three old logging roads that were in yeah. there. That were yeah, really it looked like, over. An old, like an old rake or something that you could just walk. We picked one to. Yeah. Cause most of them were completely grown over this one. You could get through. Yeah. So, and you know, when you looked on the map, it's like, it, it was really the only place to walk. And so that was another one of those places where it's like, there's the scrapes. Yeah. They can't walk through any of the brush. Yeah. Right. Cause it's so dense. Well, and there was a lot of like, uh, uh, um, down, there was a lot of down trees in that part too. Yeah true yeah that's right you know so we thought you know i don't know if you did or not but like i thought when we were walking through that's like oh man this that buck oh, was totally, bedded yeah. down below here right like this one lone kind of like brushy logging road that yeah. has like clearly like there's a deer trail at the beginning of it like yeah. walking through right this it feels definitely, i mean there was tracks on it too yeah it's like this feels like a place that we're gonna run into like a bunch of scrapes yeah. and like a couple licking branches and like an area that's just like torn up with rubs. Yep. Like feels like this is the spot, right? Yep. Nothing like nothing. some old rubs and like there were some decent old rubs in there. A lot of decent old rubs, but just nothing, nothing. And that cut was too old. Like to be honest, right? Like that yeah, as was, far as like, yeah, as far as like for food or anything like right. that, it was betting around the edges and using it as cover, but maybe not. Not not food wise. Yeah, the canopy was like too like you know all the the um, new growth was too high up the trees for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we ended up just kind of hoofing it through that and making it through there. Um, and then at that point, I think we had made the decision where we wanted to go back to that second cut that we were in. Yep. Um, because there was actually a logging road, like an old, I say a log, it's not a logging road. It's an old two track. It's all completely grown over. So right. the only reason you even knew or you recognize that it was a logging road of any type is because there's two ditches on each side. Side by side. Yeah. That it's clear that like they were using skitters or whatever, like to, to, to drag stuff out. Yeah. So, you know, it's all grown over, but it was clear that deer were using it like the one side of it. Cause it was semi open to be able to walk through. And yep. so we were like, let's walk back through that get back over to that other end of the cut. Yep. And then from there, we will make a decision what we're going to do the rest of the day. Yep. Right. And I don't think we found anything worth mention. Other, I mean, we found more of the same. We found more, we found more scat, more dough beds, like <laughs> another shed, 
Oh yeah, you did find I a did shed. Find yeah, a that's shed. right. Yeah, you <laughs> found it. This one was a. Uh, an, it's, it's a it's a booner. Oh, dude, it's the biggest it spike you've yeah. ever seen. Number one, baby. Number one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how you saw it, man. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. But uh, so we found that you found that shed, um, and then we kind of took a pause for a minute and just kind of you know the the choices were this was either walk back through that cut again on a different in a different area, you know, and, and cover more of that cut and then head over to the cut that was across the, the, uh, across the saddle yeah. and look at that, which we knew kind of in our head, like it was going to look like what we had been, what we had just walked through and that, that second cut in general. Right. Or we could leave in, there were a couple places you and I marked that weren't too, weren't too far away that we could go check out. That was like a old, like an oak yeah. forest. Right. Yep. And so yep. it was like, you know, so we made the choice to like, all right, well, we're already kind of like close to like how we're going to get out of here. So let's just go ahead and like save ourselves the time. Let's get out of here. Yeah. We saw what we needed to see here. There's a couple places where we could potentially come back and set up some cameras if we're, if we're so inclined. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that was the best decision to make because I mean, it's just like fishing, right? Like you're mm-hmm. in a lake, you're going to, uh, you find like, uh, maybe the, maybe the bass today are hanging on old, uh, like dead falls into the lake or they're hanging on the edges of coontail or something like that. But when you find them, they're always there. You find a pattern, you, you work with it. Right. I mean, these clear cuts are going to have the same vegetation. They had the same pattern of trails. You know, they had trails that went across and a trail that went around yeah. really the, the same kind of food, same concept. So really it was a good decision to just, Right. pull out and check that out another time yeah the only thing it would be would have been if we would have found some type of sign over there that would have been like blown our mind yeah but what we had seen to that point yeah suggested i think at this point we this is i think when we both realize it's like i would love to talk to someone who hunts has hunted this area yeah. like previously to get a sense because this is when you know we started kind of realizing like hey like we may not just, we just may not find big sign. Yeah. Like what we might be finding might be what it is. Well, we, and we talked about like, oh, well, maybe, you know, like you said, maybe they're, they're not competing for territory. So maybe their testosterone levels don't get as good as they are. Right. Or, any I mean, other yeah, time. They just don't have to like all well, that aggression and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They just don't have the same competition, which would make sense because, you know, hunting some other big woods places that I've hunted, it's like, it, I've had a similar thing where it's like, you just didn't find a lot of scrapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd find a few here and there. And like, you know, once in a while you would find like a scrape area, yeah. you know, and that was like the Holy grail. But it's like this one particular area, myself and a buddy have, have spent, you know, him particularly spent a ton of time in mm-hmm. and he's only ever found one of those. Right. You know, in like five, six, seven years or yeah. something like that, you know? Um, in some of the rubs, it's like in this place, there's really big deer, like yeah. hammers, you know, and you'll find rubs that are on small ass trees. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you just don't find like, I, we've just not found, I personally haven't like gigantic rubs. And that was what was happening here. And it was like, there were like decent rubs, yeah, but nothing big. And there weren't like crazy amounts of scrapes. You'd find one every so often in like what seemed to be really odd spots, really yeah. odd places. Um, we, well, we found maybe five scrapes total, yeah. four scrapes total. And I don't think any of them were in a spot where we were like, oh, there should be a scrape there. Not at all. Like, actually, it would be the opposite. Yeah. It would be if someone said, hey, man, you're going to find a scrape there. I'd be like, dude, what's this, what's this joker talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
I would clearly think they don't know what they're talking about. No, yeah. you know, but they showed up in the oddest places. So anyway, the plan then was to kind of book it out of here and head over to um, this other oak kind of forest. We drove over there. Yeah, we made quick work of that. We walked in. We could tell that it was just another big mature oak oak timber yeah. hardwoods. There was it, nothing that we were interested in down there. Yeah, it was trying to scout that. There wasn't really any like significant topography that was going to like nope. move deer in any direction. It was just it was a needle in a haystack. Yeah, and the t- the topography is tough here because it's like you said, it's not. Uh, there's no like steep edge where they have to travel along the edge, and everything's yeah. kind of like they kind of seem like they go through it willy nilly because it's a, just a long. I wouldn't say it's gradual hill because there's some like steep spots, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that like drops off and makes them walk along an edge somewhere. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Like you'll get into some places where it's like, you know, the way you kind of referred to it, like made sense, like where it's like, there's some like subtle rolling topography in places, but it's not enough to like, everything just has folds and right. It would be different if like that subtle topography roll was coupled with like change in habitat or whatever to where it's like, it's, so maybe the topography was really subtle, yeah. but the change in habitat made it seem more severe. Yeah. And so they all, it ha- they have to make this move or whatever, but you weren't getting that. It's like mm-hmm. where you were getting like the hard edges, it, there wasn't any topography. So like the second cut's a great example. You get that hard edge of like cut to hardwood. Yeah. There, there was no, there was no change in topo. Right. It was just same elevation, same everything. Right. Yep. You would get those rolling heels down or rolling kind of, topo changes down where we found some of those scrapes those three scrapes yeah but you didn't have any real habitat or anything like that to start to help predict or direct movement because the topography wasn't significant enough to change course correct you know it was just really weird really interesting really cool place like you know it's it's challenging me to think differently yeah about bow hunting whitetails in this type of setup yeah um so then at that point we checked that out. We got out of there, that Oak section. And, you know, there was an area that I scouted the last time I was here. It was at the yep. best spot that I found. And I wanted to show it to you. Yep. And I also wanted to hang a camera. Yep. And so we got over there and. Before we get to that though, we did pass something that we need to check when we're here next is that, uh, that new, that brand new. Oh clear yeah. Cut I forgot about see. that. That is. I mean, it's huge. It's. It's giant, Probably man. 400, 400 acres, I would guess. Cause I mean, we drove a mile down that road almost. It's the whole side of a mountain. Yeah. Like legit the whole side of a mountain. And it's all brand new tops. Yeah. Um, that'll be hit hard. Yeah. We that, have to check that out. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. That's going to be good. It's uh, I totally can't believe I forgot about that, but yeah, yeah. that was, that might've been the best find of the, of the trip. To yeah. be Quite honest. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even know that I would hunt it this year. Cause you know, it looked like it was just cut within the past 12 months. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, they haven't even pulled the trees out of it yet, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It'd be cool if they went in there and, well, I doubt they'll do a burn now. Maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But It'll be, be a cool. mess to get through there because, I mean, there's, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, maybe there's some, it didn't look, I mean, there was nothing that they were pulling logs out with yet. So mm-hmm. I don't, I doubt there's any, you know, logging, like logging, uh, logging paths through there or anything like that. So yeah, it will be, I started thinking that as we, as we were driving back to camp and thinking like, all right, I'm going to have to spend some time on topo and like see, because that's one of those areas where it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. 
and it's that that country there is steep too. Yeah, that one was a lot. That was a lot steeper than yeah what we had found over at the first the first area. And so, and it's going to be interesting because like the cut is on on the it's not sheer, but it's like it's it's a steep like drop like well, side at of the, the end of that point. Like uh, the first area we found, yeah that that you drive that we drove by is the end of that point is is pretty that's pretty steep. Yeah, and so look, I know you know in talking to. Nathan Keelan, like, you know, he's like, deer use that steep stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, all, all day. Like, don't well, let that deter there, you. So, yeah. Yeah. And we'll look at it and be like, man, no way a deer can live there. Yeah. or going to spend time there, but like they certainly will, you know? And yeah. so going to have to do some studying and figure out how to tackle that, you know, cause that's going to be, you know, that's going to, it's going to be hard to scout number one yeah, and going to be even harder to hunt. Yeah. But all those are the reasons why in the next two to four years, there will likely be a hammer deer yep. or a, a few inside there that call that place rut home or home in general. Yeah. And it seems like stuff pops up here pretty quick as far as like all that red briar that we are finding. Yeah. And a lot of the tops of that were eating, like there's definitely eating that stuff. Oh yeah. And when that was the other thing too, is like, as we were going through these cuts, it's like, you know, the frustrate part of the frustration, it wasn't like we were mad, but like, it was more like trying to figure it out we were a little frustrated without finding a rub in the first two cuts like, yeah we were yeah like there should be one on that tree <laughs> yeah yeah you know how many times do we say that um but i think what the frustrating part was was that you know yeah you could say you found doe beds you found like scat and stuff like that and that doesn't always mean like they're spending a ton of time they might be spending a ton of time in there at a specific time and then like yeah. they're gone right right but the amount that we were finding in there suggests it's like it's not like they're just hanging out in there in like October, November. No. Like they're spending a ton yeah. of time in there yep. all year round. Yeah. Right. And when we were walking through, like everything was nipped off. Yep. You know what I mean? Like everything was browsed. Yeah. You know, and there was still plenty of browsing there. So it wasn't like it was plenty. gone. Yeah. And that was the part that was frustrating was that like there's cover, there's food. They're clearly here eating it. Yeah. Right. It's like, so why aren't we seeing you know, the, the sign that should be for. here, yeah. you know? So anyway, we saw that cut as we were driving yep. by and that was like super yeah, stoked we stopped at that to point. Look at that for a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, at that point we were trucking over to the place that I scouted the previous time that I was here. Yeah. And I wanted to show that to you and I wanted to hang a trail camera. So we got over there, just kind of dove in and quickly kind of beelined it to that area. Cause I, that was really where the good stuff kind of started. It's really kind of interesting because yeah. it's a big swampy bottom. Yep. It's close to a parking lot. So that's not probably really in play for a hunt, but like, yeah. what did you think of all the stuff that was behind it? Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, the, the cool thing about that area is again, it's like a lot of, it's like a lot of just rolling. Like, like if you, if it was at the beach, it'd be sand dunes, like, you right. know, like a lot of like, and turns everywhere, little hills everywhere. And the, the, uh, the undergrowth in there is incredible, mm -hmm. but, and at some point we both were like, oh, have they logged this? And yeah, they, they have at some point because mm -hmm. there's just logging roads everywhere and everything is, you know, the, the growth in there, there's a lot of hickory, a lot of the red, the red briar, um, and it's beautiful because it's a perfect place because you still have, it still felt like woods, you know, mm -hmm. it still felt like timber because it wasn't. It wasn't clear cut. 
It wasn't was, barren. Right. It was yeah. sl- like select cut maybe or yeah. some, something like that. But it would be a really good opportunity because you could glass the entire woods, but it wasn't, you know, just, just like the stuff that we walked through. If it hadn't been select cut, it would just be that mature yeah. canopy that we saw. But this was kind of unique because you could glass it like it was open timber like that. But it was kind of like a, that low underbrush clear cut that would definitely conceal a deer. I mean, it was there was incredible it was a, cover. It was a six foot world in there. Yeah. Where it's like there, most everything was like our head height and, and below. Yep. With a few trees here and there yep. that were huntable trees, you yep. know, or it was an oak that was there to do some reseeding or yep. whatever the case was. Um, but it is, it, it's the one place I found the last time that I was here that I actually, that had like some topography that was usable. Yeah. Right. Cause before we were finding some top topography, like you were, you were saying just a few minutes ago that it was rolling in like, it, it wasn't enough to make them make moves. This was enough to make them, oh, yeah. make them make moves. Cause oh, yeah. where we set the camera, it was kind of like this swampy bog and, you know, a bunch of brush and just stuff off to the side. Yep. And as you kind of walk back toward this other swamp, there's a pond back there. Yep. And it kind of starts to narrow down. And as yep. it narrows down, you can clearly see where deer are having to walk. And that's what I noticed the last time I was here. And there was still a little bit of snow on the ground. So I yeah. could clearly see the tracks like where right. they were walking. Yeah. And so we hung a camera. There was a there. lot more tracks in that area too. I, yeah. I thought. And, and then there was a rub and there, a decent rub that I'd found the last time yeah. that I was here. And, uh, and so we went and set that camera up and, but the topography, that ridge is, it's not huge, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just enough. Like it's to, enough to conceal silhouettes and yeah, it's just enough to like also yeah. to predict movement. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, like Aaron said, there was a few different logging roads that were up through there and stuff like that. And so we ended up walking you know, up through a couple of those and checking out like the top yeah. of, of that ridge and just kind of find that random food plot random. <laughs> yeah. Just in the middle of nowhere. Like there's a food plot that's up there, you yeah. know? Um, cause I hadn't been on that top when I was there previously. I went on the log, I followed the logging road out to that other set of cuts that was on the other side of that bog. Yeah. And I walked all those, I found some rubs and stuff like that, but it was very consistent with what we were seeing yeah. today in general. It was all, you know, smaller stuff. Yep. It was all, you know, smaller rubs. You would find like a cluster of them here and there, yeah. you know, but there was nothing that was like, oh, that's a big sign. And I did not find a single scrape in any of them. Nope. You know, and then we didn't find one in that section either. We didn't find a scrape in there at all. No. Which was surprising to me. Like, I mean, it would be, yeah. Not even, well, what's weird is even in that, so that little food plot was what we say probably ryegrass looked like it's yeah. grown around the edges. And of I it. thought for sure when you said, hey, there's a food plot up here. You know, you yelled over and I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, I bet you there's a scrape along. There's got to be like, one you know, along the edge. hit the edges of it. Yeah. And there was plenty of places for licking branches hanging yeah. over it. Like, you know, nothing. Nada. Nothing. <laughs> you know, there was that one dejected rub though, right at the. Oh yeah. Jeez. When you come into the parking lot there. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That like, was shredded. Yeah. That was literally like the most shredded road. It's like literally as soon as you pull into the parking lot, right at the corner of it, there is like actually probably one of the best rubs we've had seen. And I had seen it the last the time I was here, but it was like probably close to chest high. Yeah. Right. And just shredded. Oh yeah. I mean, the bark was hanging off. I mean, it, yeah. it was crazy. It's it like, nice one. seriously, it's going to be at the corner of the parking lot. 
Yep. Awesome. Signpost. <laughs> Man. So anyway, um, we ended up having to come back uh, and kind of call it a day because I busted up my my knee, which was awesome. I don't yeah. remember when I did it. I slipped or slid and like caught myself. And yeah. When I did that, it, it twisted or jacked my knee up. And so I was trying to power through and I was doing an okay job and it just finally like locked you, up. You did just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, man. Getting, getting old. old. Um, but yeah, so that kind of put a squash on the rest of our day because at that point it was... I don't know. It was like six o'clock, maybe five thirty. Hungry anyway. Yeah, and hungry, ready to kind of call it a day. Um, so we came back to camp, ate, and uh, you know, and just and started doing doing the podcast, having a little nip of whiskey. Yeah, you know, hanging out, talking deer. But uh, that was our day for the most part, man. You know, I don't know. What do you What do you think? What What are your thoughts on you know the future of of this place coming back and and potentially hunting it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we need to pick it apart a little bit more. Um, you know, we didn't hit the, uh, the Southern end of this that much. I mean, we thought maybe that looked like a lot of that pole. It looked Mm -hmm. like it was an old cut, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be worth, worth a walkthrough probably just to see what is in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely getting back out to the, the area where we hung your camera, I think you could really spend a lot of time in there Yeah. because there's a lot of differences in there. And the cool thing is about that is, is there was changes in vegetation. It wasn't just like two kinds of vegetation in there. There was a lot of variety in there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot um, of variety, a lot of browse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you know, the scouting by yourself is great. Every, everything in hunting, you have like something you can do yourself and it means something to you because you get to go out and, and learn about yourself, learn about the woods you want to hunt and that kind of thing. But doing it with a friend is the perfect is the perfect way to do it. And we, you know, taking our lunch break today, we had a good time. I mean, what, we were sitting here sipping coffee for. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the cool thing, man. It's yeah. like, it, you know, it's, um, you know, look, you know, Aaron, myself like to get after it as much as anybody, but I think some of these trips, what I'm starting to appreciate just as much is like the time of like the unwind. Yep. You know, and the, just the conversation. Yeah. You know, and that was what was cool. And that was really kind of one of the reasons why I built the little travel camper because yep. dude, you know, do this kind of stuff. Cause yep. it was, it was awesome being able to come back here and just sit down and have a mid afternoon coffee and yep. s- some lunch and sit for like 45 minutes and just chat, yeah. you know, it was cool. Cause you have the time to, I mean, we swapped stories and also bounced ideas off each other for the, for what we got to check out here. Today. Yeah. And then start making a game plan for where we're, yeah. you know, where and what we were going to do what we were going to do next on the know? Exxon thing on the Exxon on the Exxon working thing. really well today. <laughs> yeah. Exxon thing wasn't working so great today. Um, so I think for me, man, you know, I'm really intrigued by this place. You know, it's, I, I want to figure out, um, I want to put out some cameras, some additional cameras, and I want to probably just let them soak for a year. Yeah. And I want to see if some of the areas where we had found, you know, some smaller sign or just the typical sign we were finding. Yeah. Is that big sign for here? Are there decent deer that are, that yeah. are do, that's doing that, that are in the area of yeah. that sign, right? They may or may not be making that sign, but are they in the area? Yeah. You know, so that's the one thing that I want to figure out. And that doesn't mean like only what we've scouted so far. It's like, I definitely want to come back and check out some other stuff. We've marked some other stuff. Yep. 
this place is so big. There's other places like on the other side of the oh, piece. We haven't even touched. We haven't yeah. even touched. Yeah. It, and I, I want to get to that new clear cut. I want to check that out at some point. And I don't know if that's going to be a this year thing or if it'll end up being like a next winter thing yeah. or maybe, you know, even like late season type of hunt it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just hunt slash scout it. Um, there's some stuff that looks decent that's on the other complete other side. That's, yeah. you know, almost like an hour drive from here. Potentially we were both looking at some of that this yep. afternoon. Yeah. So there's an, all kinds of opportunity here. Um, that just really, you know, really intrigues me. And today, at least the way I classify today, like I classify it as a win in my book because we got some proof of life. We started finding some sign. We started finding some of the right habitat. Now it's just figuring out what all that stuff means in relationship to here. Yeah. You know, um, because you can't think of the sign in, in, in new places where you go, even if it's in the same state, doesn't matter. Yeah. You have to think of it in context of like, the habitat and what the deer are doing right. there, you know, and well, how they act could, in that area. We could drive to the opposite side of this and it could be a world different. Yeah. Cause it is, it's probably an hour, hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we drove to the middle of this and it was 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So cool, man. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and shut this shit show down. And, uh, I think I might have a little, one more little nip of whiskey. And call uh, it a night. And call it a night. And Maybe get, get to hang, hang a camera tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to rain, so we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we at least get a little break in the morning where we can get out and maybe get a yep. camera or two hung before. We can boogie on down there. Yeah, before we get before we get doused. But uh, yeah. thanks for coming out, man. I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you coming out and hanging out. It's been out, fun, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Road dog. Road dog. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And hell, while you're at it, head over to YouTube and give us a sub there, too. I'd be super appreciative if you'd be able to do those two things for me. And before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout-out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, and Maven Optics. And until next time, we'll see y'all. All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do hard shit hat for those of us who like to embrace microdosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.